Dr. Ray, please place your left hand on the Bible. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Christopher A. Ray. I, Christopher A. Ray. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support and defend. That I will support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. The system does produce corruption, and in, in, I think implicit in the system is corruption. No one <laughs> Who has physical possession of the laptop? The FBI. How long have they had it? Since December of 2019, and they've buried it. You, uh, you have to fight the cancer of corruption. FBI agents deliberately obstructing any attempts by any other agents to try and investigate. I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. The story itself was being suppressed by what I believe were bad actors. You know who I am. You know who he is. You know his character. You know my character. You know our reputations for honor and telling the truth. How do you know a system is rigged? When the midwits in charge wind up phenomenally rich, as in this country they inevitably do. But in fact, the corruption runs much deeper than that. The institutional centers of American life, the media, the tech companies, federal law enforcement, are now fully committed to protecting the people in charge at all costs. They are rotten to the core. And the way they dealt with the Hunter Biden laptop story proves it. The Biden family amassed a fortune, not through skill or experience, but by selling access to corrupt oligarchs in foreign countries. They defrauded their business partners. They spent huge amounts of money on drugs and hookers. I went one time for 13 days without sleeping and smoking crack and drinking vodka. Joe Biden was aware of this. That's a fact. It's demonstrably true, based on evidence provided from Hunter Biden's laptop and from his business partners. That means that federal law enforcement has a trove of actionable evidence against the Biden family. So what have they done with it? Nothing. They've protected the Bidens. What you're about to see is the definitive account of how the FBI, the intelligence agencies, and the American news media coordinated to rig a presidential election and change the course of history. Who has physical possession of the laptop? The FBI. How long have they had it? Since December of 2019, and they've buried it. Buried it is an understatement. Since Joe Biden's days as Barack Obama's faithful vice president, federal law enforcement has actively suppressed any news of the Biden family's crimes. They've ignored mounting evidence. They killed the story. They protected the Biden family. I went to the second debate in Nashville between uh, President Trump and Joe Biden. There have been questions about the work your son has done in China. Nothing was unethical. Here's what the deal. The next morning, I flew to D.C. I think every law enforcement agent in the FBI with the responsibilities they're entrusted with has significant power. I spent five plus hours sitting in a room with at one point, I think as much as six federal agents walking through all the facts of my knowledge of the Biden family. Our folks need to make sure that they're not just doing the right thing, that they're doing it in the right way. I wish I had pictures of the faces of the two main agents that were interviewing me um, because I would say something and um, you could just see the shock in their face. They avoid, avoid even the appearance of bias or lack of objectivity. When I was in my interview with the FBI on October 23rd for that five plus hours, on my BlackBerry, Jim Biden called me via WhatsApp. So I looked down and I'm like, 
Is he really calling me right now? I showed to the agents. The agents got up out of their chair and left the room. So at the end of that five-plus-hour interview, the head of station told my lawyers, listen, an individual named, named Tim Tebow is going to run point on all of this. We're definitely going to have Tony come back in for a follow-up interview. Could be as early as next week. There was just one major problem. Stunning new developments surrounding the Hunter Biden laptop investigation. Highly credible whistleblowers have come forward alleging that the agencies have downplayed negative information on Hunter Biden. How did this Timothy Tebow guy conceal this information from Tony Bobolinsky for basically two years now? Despite mounting reams of evidence, Tebow never got in touch with Tony Bobolinsky. I haven't heard from him since. At all? No. Nor have my lawyers. No communication whatsoever? No. Tebow resigned in August of 2022 after whistleblowers produced evidence of his left-wing political bias. Would you speak to the FBI again? I'd be happy to. At any time? At any time. After two nationally televised interviews, after giving his evidence to the feds, after waiting more than two years for an indictment, Tony Bobolinsky still hasn't even received his promised phone call. It's not that the FBI was inactive. They were doing something. They were actively suppressing the investigation and aggressively working to kill the story. In late August of 2020, Rudy Giuliani received an email from a whistleblower, the laptop repair shop owner, who had in his possession Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop. You have two smoking guns on set with you right now. We're going to get to that in a moment. Rudy uh, and his lawyer started to go through the material and realized that this was bombshell, very damning about Joe Biden. The amount of crimes that Democrats committed in Ukraine are astounding. Unbeknownst to him, he was being spied on by the FBI through a covert surveillance At the very same moment the FBI was actively protecting Hunter Biden, the FBI was spying on the Trump campaign. I got a call late at night or a text message late at night with some photographs from the laptop. The New York Post has published damning emails found on an old computer once owned by Biden's troubled son, Hunter. I knew Rudy Giuliani. Um, They had tried a lot of ways to get the story out there. I was really the last port of call. I liked what I saw. I realised that it was a good story, and my editors, to their very great credit, um, uh, decided to go ahead with it. A major American newspaper. A tabloid newspaper. A tabloid newspaper story with emails purportedly swiped from the vice president's son, Hunter. We did all the due diligence and put the story out. Um, But my text messages with uh, Rudy Giuliani also were accessible by the FBI. The text messages the FBI intercepted on Rudy Giuliani's phone tipped them off that he was communicating with a New York Post reporter. What happened next is stunning. The Hunter Biden laptop story. Yeah, we have that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, and some, some folks on our team, I was like, hey, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was, the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump. And so within hours of our story going live on October 17, 2020, um, it, Facebook and Twitter shut us down. Suppressing the evidence and censoring the story wasn't enough for the feds. They needed to give Joe Biden cover. They needed to frame the coverage of the story to the extent there was any. 
They need to create a narrative. And with help from the throne sniffers in the American media, that's exactly what they did. Serious questions tonight. There are growing questions about whether the Russians are using Rudy Giuliani. The man once known as America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, and if he is being used by Russia to interfere in the U.S. presidential election, to influence the 2020 presidential campaign. It took operatives at the highest level of the U.S. intel community, men like James Clapper, Michael Hayden, Leon Panetta, John Brennan, less than a week to release a letter falsely declaring the story was Russian disinformation. It's a famous letter by 51 former intelligence officials. Experts say it has all the hallmarks of information laundering. Four former heads of the CIA, John Brennan, Leon Panetta, uh, James Clapper and so on. Every you know three-letter uh, agency the United States has was represented. Who do you think is behind this? Well, the Russians would be my number one guess. They wrote this scurrilous and dishonest letter uh, saying that the laptop, and therefore our reporting, was had all the, the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Not a single one of those 51 intel officials reached out to me. CBS News has learned the FBI is now looking into whether the information found on the device may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Tarring my name, my family's name, all the decades of military service that we served this country, I was irate. They knew they were lying. Their craven lying gave Joe Biden just the cover he needed. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They didn't reach out to me because they had an agenda. Five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Their clear-cut agenda was to basically create noise so the media could use that letter and create cover for the Biden campaign and help Joe Biden get elected. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly it. what... Is this where you exactly go? what... This is told. where he's going. The laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia? I want to stay on the issue of race. You you have okay. to be kidding. Here Mr. we go President, again with Russia. We're going to continue oh, yeah. on the issue of race. The letter was an utter lie, but it worked. Sounds like the election was, I'll just say it, rigged in part by the FBI. It was. It was. But corrupt federal bureaucrats didn't do it alone. They had the media to help them. The vast majority of reporters have always been liberal. That's been true for decades. But something changed dramatically during Donald Trump's first term. They became activists. That wasn't always true. As recently as 2016, there were many reporters at major outlets willing to cover scandals that implicated certain Democrats. But by 2020, that was over. We're not speculating about this. Journalists say so themselves. This is how the news media protected the Biden family. So in 2015, I released a book called Clinton Cash, looking at the flow of money during Hillary Clinton's tenure as Secretary of State. A new book called Clinton Cash. And this book is by no means going away. We went to the investigative unit of the New York Times. We went to the investigative unit of the Washington Post and said, we found some really interesting things. And in both instances, they said, great. The New York Times ran a 4,000 word front page piece confirming all of our findings. And the Washington Post ran a series of articles including a front-page story. We're back into the political season, and therefore we will be subjected to all kinds of distractions. If you flash forward to 2020, the response was completely and totally different. They simply had no curiosity and did not want to pursue this story. Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden, what flavor did you get? 
The mainstream media realized that if the Hunter Biden story was picked up by the mainstream media as the Clinton cash story had in 2015, it was probably going to influence the campaign in a way that they did not want it to be influenced. So they decided basically to look the other way and pretend that the Hunter Biden story was not there. I mean, and essentially they admit this. Uh, ben Smith, who's a media reporter for The New York Times in October of 2020, right on the eve of the election, ran a front page story. The title is Trump had one last story to sell. The Wall Street Journal wouldn't buy it. Subtitle, The Gatekeeper's Return. But it's also about a larger shift in the American media, one in which the gatekeepers have appeared to return after a long absence. Mr. Schweitzer is still around this cycle in 2020, but you won't find his work in mainstream outlets. He's over on Breitbart with a couple of Hunter Biden stories this month. The gatekeepers were back, and the Hunter Biden laptop story was stopped at the gates. It didn't surprise me because I knew it was happening, um, and it was frustrating. They simply decided we don't want the American people to know about it. It's engaging in a kind of disinformation that you expect from Pravda during the Cold War. You'd expect from news outlets in communist China pretending a problem isn't there when it's really there. It's reminiscent of those old uh, images from the Stalin era of the Soviet Union where there'd be a picture of Joe Stalin with somebody, the person would fall out of favor, and they would airbrush the person out. They literally airbrushed the Hunter Biden story out of the image that people had of the 2020 election. Polls taken after the 2020 election showed that 80% of voters, including a majority of Democrats, believe the outcome of the election would have been different if coverage of Hunter Biden's laptop had been, quote, truthful, if it hadn't been censored. A full 17 months after the election, the gatekeepers opened the door. This is from a video that we have up on our video channel right now. So go to www.neo420.com, go to the talks page, and you got the talks page, you will be able to find our video channel right there, and you'll be able to see the evidence as well as what you just heard. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies.